Previously on House of Phantods, Cassandra meets the author of The Wizard of Oz when she's given a tour by a mysterious tentacled entity who seems to be showing her the scope of his influence on human culture since the beginning of civilization. Imagine, if you will, a time when our nation's great law enforcement apparatus has the ability to enter any world in order to apprehend bad actors. We've all heard of the undercover cop who infiltrates the subversive group plotting to overthrow our government. But what about something bigger and badder than a subversive group? What about something less definable, something of such immense power it has the ability to move between worlds completely undetected? Watch as one such agent realizes too late what he's got himself into when he infiltrates the world this entity inhabits without an exit plan. Will he make it back to his home world? The mythos I wove into the narrative ought to qualify me for top ranking in the Mockingbird Hall of Fame's MK Ultra Division. And since the David Duchovny we got on film doesn't even exist in this dimension, who's to say my narrative won't inspire some Hollywood content creator down the road? The storyline I came up with basically is that the FBI thinks it can harness the power of the Great Old One by pretending to be recruited into its army. By the time this agent realizes the futility of trying to trick the ancient god, it's too late. He tries to escape through a gap between the segments of a hexagram lock, but that, too, is futile. It was that futility that we got on film. In true science fiction fashion, we would weave in a backstory to explain the scene. We'd say that when the production of dark energy got so bad, it started causing the membrane between dimensions to get thinner and thinner. Hexagram locks were installed at locations most at risk of being breached. The hexagram lock's honeycomb shape is the strongest defense in the multiverse. But the seals between its segments are not without their vulnerabilities. It was the gap created by one such deteriorating seal that the agent slipped through that day in the kitchen of the house that never sleeps, the House of Phantods. The narrative practically wrote itself. It was just a matter of wrapping our heads around this dimension's 60s-era sound engineering equipment before we could insert it into Simone's little mind movie. (laughs) 
the last thing I ever expected was what we ended up deciding to give the CIA from our film shoot. But first, we had to develop the film. As psychic finders go, Simone is pure class. She's got a knack for finding people's soft spot that mystifies. It was that skill that got us into the university's photo lab and allowed us to get a good look at the footage we shot in the kitchen. What it came down to is this. We just didn't get enough footage of our staged paranormal event to give our two benefactors from the CIA, because the actual paranormal event that interrupted us began just seconds after Simone started filming and lasted over eight minutes. To be honest, it looked unreal once we got a look at it. Unreal enough to claim it wasn't real. It was cutting-edge FX. We would have Simone confess to having made up the entire thing about the house being haunted, and the footage she shot was fake. She would offer to return the camera, or continue to make her little movies and have me narrate them as film shorts. We can pass off actual real footage of paranormal events as fake. The agents would still get footage featuring the house, which I'm still convinced was their objective in the first place. So it seemed worth a try. Another thought we had was about the Eureka Theater's weekly Friday Fright Night. With luck, we just might be able to talk them into showing Simone's little film shorts between features if we were able to keep the camera and get more footage like what we decided to give the CIA. David Duchovny kept me awake all night. True story. I didn't get a wink of sleep the night before Simone was to turn over our little mind movie to Agents 1 and 2. I couldn't stop wondering about the man's mysterious appearance in the kitchen. What was the point of that little exhibition? In light of the fact that the same entity has since treated me to a trip down the yellow brick road, it's hard not to see it as part of the same interdimensional panavision. The contradiction in what we filmed versus what I was shown on that little journey couldn't be any more baffling. Nothing on that tour led me to believe I was in the grips of pure evil. Yet it came off as decidedly demonic in its otherworldliness. The heat, the smoke, the smell of sulfur, all fitting neatly into the narrative most commonly associated with the devil. If that's the case, just whose benefit was that exhibition for? The only hardcore believer in the Judeo-Christian God-versus-Satan mythos was Betty, who left the kitchen as soon as things started heating up. She didn't even see Agent Mulder or the tentacles that snatched him back into the underworld. Was the implication about the actual FBI? I mean, sure, that's what I went with for the narration to Simone's film. But is that really it? It's not hard to make the leap from FBI to CIA, is it? 
Or was it about fictional characters in fictional scenarios? Were we meant to understand that our fictional stories are the property of this entity who channels them through us, so any attempt to take control of them is futile because they belong to him? That message would be one that only I would get, since only I know that the actor, David Duchovny, played a fictional FBI character on primetime TV in my dimension. So what were Simone and Marina supposed to get from it? And then, of course, the same question I've been asking since I woke up from that fog to find myself inhabiting the body of 15-year-old me in 1968 in an alternate dimension. Why am I here? If it's for little more than a tour of alternate dimensions cultural anthropology, what's the point? How would the cultural development of this dimension have any effect whatsoever on a completely different dimension? And then there's the question about what Marina calls smart dust. Why am I not seeing any of the sparkly dust here? Maybe I should have been focusing more on what to say to the CIA when they started asking questions about the movie, because I was not even remotely prepared for that. As handoffs of information to agents of the CIA go, it was uneventful. Simone played her part admirably, blinking and looking down in feigned submission to their dominance as she confessed to having invented the story that the house is haunted. She offered to return the camera if they didn't like what she'd filmed, and they insisted she keep it. They let her know what they thought after seeing it. Of course I was suspicious. When has the CIA ever been known for being magnanimous? And that was that. Days went by, and I'd all but forgotten about it when they showed up on my walk home from pretending to be a 15-year-old who cared about school at Eureka High. It was Simone's AV club day, and riding the school bus without her as a spotter is sketchy at best. Simone's psychic finder skills come in handy in the typical school bus war of words. Her gift for finding the most loaded words is unparalleled. As foster children, we're outsiders, and outsiders are targets. Anyone who differs from their narrow white-bread world of polyester and AM pop chart hits is a target. You should hear how those kids ridicule the bus driver. It's disgusting. People, leave the broken-down alcoholics alone. You don't know the things that got them to where they are, and there but for the grace of the God you pretend to worship go you. I was trying hard not to think about them or the CIA as I passed the water tower and crossed Harris Street when I looked up, and there they were. You have no idea how much I wished it was the tall man instead. 
I'll take creepy old dude in fedora and overcoat over creepy mockingbird twins in out-of-place natural fibers any day. They said they had questions about the narration I provided for Simone's mind movie. They wanted to know who I am and where I'm from. I had to bite my tongue to keep from saying, Don't you mean when am I from? Instead, I looked Agent One in the eye and said, Next question. Largely because I honestly couldn't think of anything to say that wouldn't sound like I was on drugs. That's when they gut-punched me with a question I hadn't anticipated when I wrote that narrative. They wanted to know what made me decide to say the man trying to escape the monster's grasp was an FBI agent. More importantly, how did I know about hexagram locks? Have you ever gotten the feeling you've just outed yourself as an undocumented alien in an alternate dimension? after inadvertently naming something you couldn't have known existed unless you had inside information? There's just one problem. I made up that whole thing about the hexagram lock. It didn't come from a dream, or a trip down the rabbit hole on the yellow brick road with a giant tentacled character from 20,000 leagues under the sea. In the time-worn tradition of the fiction writer, I pulled it out of my ass. So I shrugged and asked them if they'd ever heard of H.P. Lovecraft. The hexagram lock is explored at length in the Cthulhu mythos, especially as it's expanded among both the Inuits and the Vudon, I said. I'm surprised two cultural mavens like you wouldn't know that. Unfortunately, the look on their faces told me they knew I was pulling that explanation out of my ass as well. If it hadn't been for the familiar sound of an approaching car, I may very well have ended up in some black sight dimension being waterboarded. You know, for life and liberty and just plain fun. As House of Phantods approaches 25 episodes, we near the end of our first season with much to be grateful for. It doesn't take an empath to feel the love from our listeners, especially those who help support the show. Shout out to Angela, Brian, and Alan for their generous contributions through our Patreon. If you would like a special shout out for your contribution to House of Phantods, Head over to our Patreon and sign up. Click the link provided or go to www.patreon.com forward slash fantods. Mm-hmm.